Hey, this is the Chocolate Knox with Cross Politic. Two things of house cleaning before we get started. One, hey, thank you for listening. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are very grateful to have you as a listener. I mean, you guys take an hour out of your week, you download the podcast, and you listen to us ramble. That's some fruit of the spirit. So high five to you. Love you. Go buy some merch and buy your neighbor a Cross Politic t-shirt. Yes. Okay, number two Because we're so grateful to have you as a listener, we don't want to take that for granted. And we want to let you know this first segment might not be safe for your little ones or your teenagers. So listen to this first segment for yourself. Then you guys can make the call. And if you're a teenager that just downloads the podcast, hey, let your parents listen to this first episode and let them decide if they want you engaging that topic. Okay? Hey, Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start, but sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start. When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us in our summer studio after we got all the bugs worked out. Ah, that was fun. We can hear each other. This segment is brought to you by Gin and Tonic. Oh, yes. Summer Gin and Tonic. Summer Gin and Tonic. Cheers, guys. Yep. There we go. Cheers. Chuck. You can hear that in the background. Chuck, thanks for putting up with us. Huh? Thanks for putting up with us. I didn't even know you were here. You were (laughs) working. Hey! What? I did something. Man, for all of our listeners, I mean, you've been working really hard to make this actually happen. Make me and Toby sound so good. Because, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Thanks. Well, you, you're welcome. Yeah, 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 you I know. didn't do much. But hey, yeah. we, also, we also have a guest in the studio. We love having people come in the studio. We got Jason Farley from Spokane, Ooh. Washington. Jason, the- welcome. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey. Jason's from where? Spokane. Spokane, Washington, yeah. What you got there? You got a present for us? I do. I brought you guys a copy of one of my books. Oh, what? what? No one, one of my books? Wait, 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 wait. One is of it, my books. Is yeah. it signed with hearts? Oh, yeah. oh, it's oh, not. It's made out to the chocolate oh, okay. Calvin. Well, there we go. <laughs> Well, I don't know that guy, but I like there's, him already. There's a signed price tag in the book. Yeah, No One Doubts a Belly Laugh. Yep. Poems by Jason Farley. Can people find this online? They can. Find at, it at Amazon. Am- Amazon? Hey, look, there's a picture of you. That's <laughs> No One Doubts a Belly Laugh. Oh. So, tell us a little bit about this book real quick. Well, that one is a collection of humorous and religious poetry, sometimes both in the same poem. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so. And why'd you, why'd you decide to put it together? Um, it's because... I can't help but write the poetry, so I figure I may as well publish it. <laughs> Might yeah. as well make some money off of it anyway, you know. Hey. So, do you write? What, what was the pa- uh, Pastor Doug Wilson says he writes to get the voices to go out of his head or something? To be silent to or be something. Silent <laughs> yes. or something? Is that how it is? It's, some, it's something similar to that. <laughs> make the so, voices go away. It's more, more, mine's more like growling up in there. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite articulate yeah, voices. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of growling, where's Rango? That's great. Um, Rango, he's outside playing with the kids. So we don't have our dog in the studio. Oh, man, I don't yeah. know if this show's going to go as well yeah. without Rango. 
He's like, a good, he, yeah, he's fun he, to have. You always need a pit bull in the room. That's he's a Beesla. <laughs> I feel like yeah, he's like, like keeping Jason, us in line. Jason's <laughs> been living in the city too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in Washington, the oh. communists don't like the pit bulls. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, before we get into cross politics news, we need to um, uh, plug Wordsmithy. Talk about Wordsmithy. Word We've added the where great writers go to become great, yes. or where. Okay, writers come to become I, good. It knows where good writers go to become gooder. Gooder. That's it. <laughs> good ish. Okay, good ish. Good ish. That's why we're gonna go. That's right. I, I just, I just think that the marketing on Wordsmith isn't that good. And Man. here's why. And here's why. Because <laughs> of us. Because well, well, no, well, you know who's responsible uh, for that now. No, who? This guy. Oh well. And I'm, okay, I'm glad that <laughs> you're here. But I want here. you to be honest. We actually want to have a meeting. Let's have a we're, talk. We're real gonna quick. have a meeting. Everybody, right now. you can fast forward about five minutes if you need to. I went to the very first Wordsmithy. Oh. And, wow. uh, and then you wrote a book of poetry? Well, uh, <laughs> that's the, how it comes to yeah. 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 You so too can come to Wordsmithy and publish a book of poems. There right. we go. But that's, okay. yeah, so, that was my third book, though. So that one cannot be blamed on Wordsmithy. Okay. <laughs> as okay. an artist, yeah. as somebody who read Wordsmithy, uh-huh. it is far more than just a book for writers. This book yeah, is yeah, for true. artists. Absolutely. And but, no. I think that just it's, targeting it's, writers is probably, a, a, I think, it's somewhat of a failure because. If you engage in any form of art, from creating music to movies to movies, whatever photography, performance, dance, whatever graphic it design. is, I mean, graphic uh, design, yeah, yeah. you should be at Wordsmithy. Absolutely. And, and, and isn't there going to be a um, an art, a performing artist? What's yeah? What's so so we got we have Doug Tenaple. He's a graphic design, uh, a graphic artist for novels. Right. He did Earthworm Jim, okay. as, as we've already marketed before in the past. Um, but we also added. This is why I want to talk about it today because we added the Gray Havens, who is a Christian band. And they're going to be doing a concert on Wednesday night, and then a workshop, a writer's workshop on Thursday. So there you got, there you got the yep. musician side of things. Mm-hmm. So you've got a. So does does um, Doug Tenaple? Does he actually do all his, his drawings? Yeah. So yep. he's he's an artist. Yep. And a storyteller. Yes, that's correct. And we got Gray Havens. And then there's an, another person who we're we're hoping um, mo, mo, what most is likely. Name, what does their name rhyme with? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't. I can't run. Give us an anagram of the name. <laughs> I can't run. I no. Test. Um, uh, but the point is, uh, so the, we got a great lineup happening, and mm. early registration ends August first. So we actually extended it because we added the Gray Havens to it. So early registration ends August first. What, and what's the? Is and that a price break? That's a price break. Early registration. So it's three hundred dollars before August first. Three hundred fifty dollars after August first. Okay, fifty dollars off. Three. Yeah, three days of just a lot of fun. You get to hang out. And with, then of course uh, you got. Nate Wilson, Indy Wilson, man, um, children's who's worth it alone lit. for word wordsmithy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm always really blessed and encouraged. I go in there, I'm like, oh man, I want to be a writer one day. Hey, but <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a writer. And, <laughs> Doug, and Doug Wilson, yeah, of course, be speaking as well. And is Aaron and my brother? He's um, he got his master's in poetry from Oxford, so he right. does a lot of teaching around poetry, and maybe someday he'll write a book like Jason. Right. Well, he his class on poetry is one of the things that inspired me to actually keep. Oh, man. At it! Wow, awesome. So, so wordsmithy. There you go. Go to nsa.edu. Okay. Find the find the link for wordsmithy. Forward sign up wordsmithy. I think. Yeah, sign yeah. up. Share it online. Yeah, share if you're with an your artist, friends. Be there, and we hope to see you when you come in town. Yeah, come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we love that. Maybe yeah, we should yeah. have like a cross politic party or something. We already have some of our contributors come in town, so we actually might do something like that. Oh, yeah. Hey, so that's let a great us know. idea. If you come into town, reach out, and we'll invite you to some of the stuff that we got going on. Hey, I got a news article for us. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? Uh-uh. I never do news articles. I'm kind of nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous too. <laughs> okay. He didn't run this All by right. me. What is he doing? <laughs> How to talk to your teen about colluding with Russia. Even the best behaved teen is likely to encounter a situation where he or she is tempted to collude with Russia. 
He's not going to make it through. No, it's Unfortunately no for parents, a teen's natural tendency to test the limits of independence can often manifest itself in his or her exchanging sensitive information with <laughs> Russian emissaries. <laughs> if, okay. not, if not constructively addressed during adolescence, colluding with Russia can have much more serious consequences in adult. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's so Trump needs that is what you're saying. <laughs> It's going around. Yeah. This is a problem, you guys. Oh my gracious. Well, because that's because Putin's cool right now. I guess. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Everybody wants to collude with Russia. Look how everybody's doing it. Look how he shut down Megan Kelly, man. How could you not want to collude with that dude? I'm saying. Have you seen pictures of him without a shirt on? Oh, man. I know. With Donald Trump on the back of the horse with him? With his shirt off? I think it was a reindeer, but. Oh man. oh man, that was rich. Oh, and and the media just is still doing this like tisk tisking, like yeah. school marm thing. Yeah. Like, can you believe it? Yeah. You know, and every and everybody's like, yeah, well, he's- well, because it's one of the only handles that they think they have yeah. on on Trump is keep coming back with Russia. And of course, we talked about this last week where yeah. the Veritas Project um, uh, kind of did a uh, uh, undercover sting video with Expose. CNN, and the producer on CNN said. That there's nothing really there to the Russia story, yeah. the producer. Yeah, and that was and and even wait, after. So and, you're telling me that the media <clears throat> is purposefully saying something not true? <laughs> no, no. What is this world no, no, coming no, no, to? No, no, we're not. Well, you're new at this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason, Jason's new. He's new. At this. Well, related. So you wrote what was the title of the article? <laughs> Which well, one? The one that you just said. Uh, uh, the one that you just read to us. That uh, you can't stop laughing at. Yeah. Uh, how. How to talk to your teen about colluding with Russia? Okay, mm. what I thought you that, were—I thought sweet, you were going to give us a real news story. Hey, for one. hey, <laughs> because this is as real as any, as real as any. Let me finish a story. All right, <laughs> I thought you were going to give us a real news story. Don't be shy about asking your teen be, where she was, has been, or who be, she spent time with, or why she has receipts from Cypriot bank wire transfers. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> All right, we'll share the link with our audience so they can actually <laughs> laugh at the real stuff. All right. And uh, because Teen Vogue did an article, um, we might have to bleep some of this out, but uh, <laughs> with if you already know it, man, just, just go ahead. Just, just. Uh, basically um, educating teens on how to properly do anal sex. Oh, I don't oh. know if you guys saw this. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I saw Matt Walsh tweeted something about Matt it. Matt Walsh was, got yeah, was pretty yeah. worked up about it. And so Teen Vogue. This Teen Vogue. So this, this is, is an uh, education magazine, basically for well, a pop, pop culture magazine. Miss, but yeah, well, well, but what are they doing? But it's targeting teens, absolutely. First of all, yeah, and then it's and then it's talking to them about anal sex, right? Um, which but, is which is grooming teenage girls. No, 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 no. Right? No, I think it's beyond that. I think they're already been groomed, and now they're trying to help guide it. They've already been in the process. Mm. They're already yeah. doing it. Yeah. And but Teen Vogue is not picking. Teen Vogue is, is not still- trying to make a popular story. No. Teen Vogue is already capitalizing on what's popular, and they're taking that out there, and they're trying to say, okay, like, well, let's for, talk further, about what everybody is already doing. Further normalize it. Yeah, for, yeah further yeah. normalize it. Mean, exactly. So maybe maybe this is helping them out with their folks. Sure. You know, like, sure. look, Mom, it's in the magazine. They're already having the conversation. They're already doing it. And Teen Vogue is deciding to say, well, let's let's help you do it better. Well, right. and, and I want to... Um, I don't know how to say this appropriately on on air, but how how lame <laughs> oh, this conversation is always like how, how lame is is um for one for educating kids on that, and and secondly, how lame is your own sex life is if if you're trying to find other ways to get off. Well, well hold on, and, and other gross, detestable well, ways to to right. to get off. I don't think it's wrong to educate your kids about the subject. The subject is no. 
right right yeah the content education right see my kids are gonna we ought ought to ask teen vogue when they're gonna run the episode on uh um how to have sex with your puppy dog right yeah exactly that's right right that's right when when are you gonna help us with that because you know kids might be trying to do that and it might be unsafe so you know well wait wait until it it starts happening they'll have they'll run with that just leave it to teen vogue they will run with it right but it's you know and then and then you got people freaking (laughs) out in other uh, other sectors about um pedophilia Right, 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 exactly. I mean, are we? But here's, right? the, here's the point. Here's the point like, I was trying to make is like, um, when your when your sex life is looking for all these different areas and different ways to get off, it's not. Um, you aren't fulfilling true love and intimacy with you and your your wife when you're looking around and looking at trying to get off in all these different ways. It's not. That's not. Um, well, Teen Vogue, Teen Vogue is not even concerned about the issue no, of marriage. No, they ain't no, even no, talking no, about no, that. No, no. You know, <laughs> but part of the problem is I think in we can have this conversation is that I don't think that we really are. Having, Should we have it offline? Well, <laughs> well, no, I think it's real. I don't think we're actually having that conversation with our kids yeah. about sex mm-hmm. and what it is for the purpose of it, how great it is for married people to be together and have this, the loving family that, and, and this, maybe this is the reason the loving family that you have now is built on that from mother and father. Right. And we hope one day that you get to enjoy this in the context that God has given. Right. right? And so, um, well then when our kids see something like teen Vogue, they're like, you guys don't even, you guys missed the boat. Right. You know, right. You, you, you missed all parts of this, yeah. you know, well, so, but, but I don't think we're having that conversation with our kids. And uh, so the yeah. world is, I'm, this is the same thing with the police. If you don't discipline your kids, there's a police officer out there that will, right. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. so if you don't teach your kid, if you're not teaching your kids about love, yeah, about biblical sex, absolutely about marriage. I mean, watch how people. Teen, teen Vogue's going to step in. They'll pick up slack for you. I remember Bailey talking about. I was listening to his his whole conference and saying, "Look, guys, if we're cringing at the subject of sex, you know, if we're cringing talking about biblical things, we're not mature in the issue yet, right? right? Like right. we haven't matured to the issue where we can have this conversation, and it's not. <laughs> so, you know, but so, it's real because God gave us that, and it's a beautiful thing. Right. Just like we look at the sunset, man, that's a beautiful sunset, right? right. Like it's it's it's. I think I think the difference though is our our culture thinks that sexuality is going to bring them a Gnostic spiritual fulfillment. Yes. And they don't think that about the sunset. Sure. Mm. So we're it's religious. It's religious yeah. that it's, a, they're thinking sacramentally about sexuality and it's a false religion. It's a false religion, false sacrament. And so, so what you have is a, because so many parents have bought into it and haven't found that, the fulfillment that they thought they were going to get out of it, the religious fulfillment that they thought they were going to get out of it. They don't know what to say to their kids about it. Huh. Uh-huh. Parents are yeah. looking at it with the same assumptions, but they're thinking, but it only works inside marriage, but sex just doesn't work that way in the first place. So right. it, it's not going to do that in marriage or out of marriage. Right. So I think we right. need so, to spend so a lot of time. So we've bought into, we've bought into some of that false That's religion. Really right. Yeah. Cause yeah. cause if, if the world says, Okay, this is how you will be spiritually fulfilled through orgasm. Right. Yep. That's right. right. Then and then and then the Christians just come along and say, no, 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 no. You can only get that in marriage. Right. right. All we're doing is sort of baptizing a false religion. Right. Instead of saying, mm. actually, that thing that they're promising that comes from Jesus. That's right. Right. The, that's right. The right. that's good. The that's intimacy good. and all good. of that is a wonderful blessing, but it's right. It's not. There is joy. There yeah. is pleasure. Right. But what they're what the but world is promising you is a kind of fulfillment right. that that. Created thing is actually not designed to. It's not going to deliver. 
Yeah, because that's what all idols do. Yeah, right. and and eventually what um, they break uh, the hearts of the worshippers, right? That's right. Yeah, and they they promise life yep. and deliver death. They that's they right. they yeah. can't they can't they can't deliver what they promise. Which and, is which is what anal sex is. It's death. Yes. And right, like Psalm one fifteen, not fruitful. Right, you, you end right. up when you end up worshiping a dildo. The thing that the dildo can't have is pleasure. And yeah. so you become like what you worship, and you Psalm, lose all the Psalm pleasure. That's, right. that's really right. good, Jason. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we're gonna put probably, that on. T- or put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah I'm not even gonna, you know, I was just thinking about. You know, we should probably put this at the beginning of the episode. Maybe let people know at the beginning that. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna be talking about. <laughs> yeah, Team Vogue. And, if you got a bunch of kids listening. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. thought about that. We it's should true. probably do that. I just, mean, my son listens to this sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you know. So, so we like, and, and I've realized I that I can't share this on social media now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we're promoting your book. <laughs> oh man! But, um, but you know, yeah. so, so let's, this let's, is true. let's tie in. I want to tie this in. This is true. Is there anything you want to finish there? On I that? just want to say this is true. And and I mean, we're laughing. It's sad. It's true. It and, is true. And yeah. and this and Christians have to speak to this. We do. We have to. The without world, cringing. Without cringing. And with and, and yeah, I mean, we know that we yes, we want to protect our children. We gotta protect them from the, the sewage of the world and so on. But this is get this is coming at them a hundred miles an hour. Right. It's coming at That's all right. of us hundred miles an hour and we we've we've gotta filter it. We gotta work our way through it and we gotta tease these things out. And yeah. And that's why that's parents why gotta we, use wisdom, pastors yeah. gotta use wisdom, whatever, but at the same time this is real. Yeah, and this yeah. isn't the first time the church has had to deal with it. I mean, historically, yeah, the church has had yeah, the, to deal the with the early Gnostic. church. The early church wasn't in a a, a pristine, you know, uh, place either. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's just say, if your kids are are buying Teen Vogue, there's a lot more that you need to repent of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, it right. shouldn't even be in your house. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you could go in the fireplace. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What is cheaper though? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Good point. Yeah. And you ain't promoting their sales. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Though? Well, I, I think I think just one point to to end on po- to, Toby's point here. Um, you know, that's why we want to talk about these things on cross politic. We don't. We want to do it, of course, hopefully biblically in a way that's um, uh, not um, being crass in the wrong way. And, right. And so we want to bring these things up and and really and right. not shy away from these subjects. Right. We we want to expose these things to the light. Paul yeah. says, right? Because people ought to be ashamed of them. Right. right. This is and this goes back to Pastor Tim Billy's bit about the grace of shame. Yeah. Right. So right. we want to bring back and say you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Right. Yeah. This is dirty. This is degrading. You're dehumanizing yourself and those you love. Yeah. Repent and turn to Christ. Amen. We come back more with Jason Farley since he's in the studio with us. We're sorry that's the first topic you had to deal with, bro. That's just horrible, Gabe. Horrible. Next time Toby's doing the news. More cross politic when we come back. This September, you are invited to New St. Andrews College Wordsmithy 2017 Workshop for Writers, where good writers go to get better. This year's lineup includes Douglas Wilson, Ndi Wilson, and Aaron Wrench, along with special guest Doug Tenaple. Doug Tenaple is the author and illustrator of such acclaimed graphic novels as Newt's, Tommysaurus Rex, Ghostopolis, and Cardboard, as well as the creator of the popular character Earthworm Jim. You're going to want to register right away, September 20th and 21st and 22nd. This includes evening sessions with these writers, shared meals, as well as multiple workshops on learning to write well. This is in Moscow, Idaho at New St. Andrews College. Register at nsa.edu. 
for 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. We're in Gabriel Wrench's studio. That gin and tonic got you feeling good, Daddy. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? He, he did say y'all. He did say y'all. Hey, what's up, y'all? Usually when Pastor Toby brings us back, this is really big. It's welcome back to Cross Politic. Now he's like, welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. I'm, I'm uh, chilling, y'all. We in Gabriel's studio. This, this segment uh, is brought to you by the <laughs> second half of my gin and tonic. <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Just an observation. It. Watch anyway. it. Hey, um, no one doubts a belly laugh. What? By poems by Jason Farley. Jason, um, how come no one doubts a belly laugh? Well, it's a line from one of the poems, uh, just about how um, there are things that you can doubt, um, but ex- the experience of laughter and joy and those sorts of things you don't doubt. And so that that's something that uh, you feel at, it, it's real. Yeah, you feel it. It's real. That, that's something that as a family, we sh- at, as families, Christian families, we're if you, you, you um, are trying to instill a love of Christ in your mm. kids, that the way to do that is by the things that are, that can't be doubted. Joy, yeah. laughter, yeah. Um, hey, I feasting. Just, I, that's in, good. Mm. I, I just decided I wanted you to do something. Fighting. Can, can, can you pick a poem out and read it to us? So while Jason was talking about no, gonna sell the book. no one doubts a belly laugh, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear him read one of his poems. That's that, that's it's kind of a, a apologetic you, um, point there too. That's right, right, right. Because you, you can't be a skeptic to a, a belly laugh. That's like bacon, right? I, I don't yeah. think atheists have taste buds, and and, and God laughs, <laughs> right, right. right. So, the, so so usually at the wicked. So when the when the world is conspiring <laughs> against the Messiah, that's right. He laughs, that's right, and then calls them to repentance and come kiss the sun. And, and he TV also has it. great joy over his children. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got one? Well, I'll, I'll just read the one that has the no one doubts a belly laugh okay. line. That's great. So, laughter gathered in the rafters, turning father hearts to child, reigning bonds of training, drawn as faith is lived and passed by laughter. Leprechauns of doubt are baffled, hassled out of shadow hiding, hassled out of shadow hiding. Dafty gaffs and chortled snorts fill full of family's soul and mind. Laughter is a medicine ball of faith and hope and love and life. No one doubts a belly laugh or laughs together into strife. I have made a covenant with my stomach and the stomachs of a thousand generations. Resurrection is the punchline. Mm. That's great, yeah, that's cool. Jason. Did you go to NSA? Where is no. that? Uh, where is that? Find it for me. I want to read that like line one more time. Where is it at? Right you must have went to Wordsmithy, huh? I, uh, you know, this Wordsmithy <laughs> coming up. I did. This is, uh, I, did. I took a class from Aaron Wrench and <laughs> changed, changed my life. <laughs> Leprechauns of doubt are baffled, hassled out of shadow hiding. I like that. That's good. Right? That's good. So there's a so there's a apologetic, but sort of like a um, 
yeah, you you may maybe is getting out of getting at things that you don't even know are there. Like maybe maybe right. there are doubts uh, or unconfessed sin, right? Right. Um, yeah. Think about things that hide in shadows. Yeah. And and cowards. Real. Yeah. Real and real joy and real yeah. laughter. Um, maybe you know have, have a way of driving those away. Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, if if you're if your family that learns to laugh at itself learns to right uh, enjoy one another that. You know, learns to, um, you know, love and enjoy and and laugh together. Then, um, one, you're a family that you don't that your kids don't grow up and can't wait to get across the country from. When people are laughing, they don't fight. Yeah, right. you, you, yeah, yep. and but then also, um, it's also the kind of place that sin can be brought out into the open. Yeah, um, because you know, like we talked about right. earlier, there is a shamefulness to sin that you want, but you want it to draw us to repentance. That's right. So that the blood of Christ right. can cover it, right. and, and, and it can be forgiven, and the laughter and the joy can be restored, so that and the joy is better than the shadows, right? Exactly. And so when and we don't confess our sins, and we stay in the shadows, and we st- we stay wallowing in our shame when we don't really believe that there's something better, right? I keep exactly. thinking about the scripture: "The joy of the Lord is my strength." Mm-hmm. Is that yes? Right. Just right. as you're talking, it just keeps right. coming right back to me. Like, or or right. uh, is it Psalm 16? Oh, at, just at, upstage at, me. It's your right hand. Our pleasures right. forevermore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. um, when we were created in the image of that God, we're intended for that joy, and mm. so the, the yeah. you're just trying to get an organ played, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first oh. thing I asked. Where's the organ? Where's the organ? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep going, keep going now. So, go. So, but, but being intended for that joy, um, we know that that's what Christ and the the cross was is restoring us too and so he went so, to the cross for the joy set for the joy that set before him yep. yeah, yeah so so why um encourage this through um poetry and not through just like writing a blog post why why wh- what role does poetry have in all this uh well a couple of things one uh, you, uh, poetry hits us in a different way um you know uh poetry art um drama story uh, um all of those things they hit they hit us and touch us in a different sort of way yeah. Um, because what they have, they affect what we, what we understand to be beautiful. Uh, and a blog post might do that. I mean, a good blog post yeah, will not do that. Nowadays though. Yeah. yeah but, but um, <laughs> it, it's not enough just to um, truth separated from beauty and goodness ceases to be true. Mm. But, uh, truth is beauty and goodness. Flush that combined. out. Flush that out. Why mm. is that? Uh, well, cause God is true. God is beautiful. Um, you can't stop being all three of those. He, and God is, he, good. And God is yeah. good. He is yeah. all of those things at once. If we try, if we take truth and we, um, you know, try and hit it with the ugly stick and, and take out the, uh, take it away from beauty, uh, we're losing some of what truth is. I mean, that, that's yeah. why, uh, that's why I get involved with the, or am involved with the arts. That's why I write poetry. I mean, I, I write poetry partly because I, can't not it's like a, the, <laughs> voice, the voice is in your the head, voice yeah, in my head. Yeah, but yeah. but um, at the same time uh you know poetry has affected me more deeply and um in a way that i walk away from changed more often than yeah. philosophy i was i was a philosophy major in college i love philosophy i'm teaching philosophy this next year uh, but it doesn't affect you the same sort of way that yeah. poetry does for one you, you forget it but even plato writing all his poetry he, you know, he, we don't walk away and say, well, I, you know, let me tell you about the epistemology 
of Plato, you walk away and say, Hey, let me tell you about the allegory of the cave, Yeah, which is an image, which is a, um, I mean, it's a, it, it's obviously, obviously, right. Obviously. I mean, I don't know where you all stand, but Plato was wrong in his epistemology. <laughs> oh, see, now you done messed up. Oh, no, 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 no. You done messed up now. See, we were doing just fine. No, I, I was but, thinking about Isaiah 25, where you're talking, for you have been a stronghold to the poor, stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm, a shade from the heat. I'm going to skip a couple verses. You know we're friends, right? Before you, you, you On this mountain, it. on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food, full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined, and he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast above all the peoples, the veil that is spread over all the nations, he will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the approach of his people he will take away from the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Um, But I was thinking about, you know, refuge for the poor, um, uh, a a stronghold for the needy in their distress, and Mm. and then he's driving away the, the their their oppressors uh, the foreigners and then he, he built he, on this mountain the lord uh, has a feast full of good wine and meat and um and he's destroying death but you have goodness truth beauty right all there. all wound together there right. and it's centered on this feast right um anyways that's what it just reminded me of yeah. that's you know that's what poetry does yeah yeah is that, what about art in general I mean, is that I mean, is that the is that the golden of art is is to hold truth and beauty together? I, well, yeah, I think so. To hold hold truth, beauty, and goodness um, together. To I mean, art can function like a mirror. It can function like an invitation. It can function um, the you know, the way um, because the way that it affects us is not simply like we're um, you know minds floating around in the ether, uh, but we're human beings. So uh, T. S. Eliot the thing that kicked off his conversion, it lasted about, it was about a year process, but uh, he went to Rome and saw Michelangelo's Pieta and he's with his brother and sister-in-law and T.S. Eliot's the kind of vogue modernist anti-theist. And he falls down on his knees before the Pieta because he sees Mary holding Christ and, and experiences the, the love of, or experiences sees what he hasn't ever experienced experienced, which is the, uh, the loving hands of someone holding him. Um, mm. you know, he, and that started him thinking, okay, there's something that Michelangelo had that I didn't. So I want to push on this a little bit. I, I've, I've been chewing on this some this last year. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very sympathetic with that idea. And at the same time, I've, I've had, um, I've had some second thoughts about how to put all this together. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and I would, I would frame it in terms of maybe the question. So if art and beauty is as powerful as that, why didn't Jesus send out the apostles to write music, paint pictures and, you know, do interpretive dance? Well, you know, obviously, like, I mean, like, but obviously, so, it's because Peter was uncoordinated with the interpretive dance. But the other ones, I can. <laughs> there, so, well, and, you know, yeah. there's I mean, some inability there. Have you, seen, have you seen Peter dance? But Bartholomew, you know, he had right, some yeah, pretty yeah, mad no, doodles. That's true, right? But, uh, but the the re- the for the reason that I actually first went to Wordsmithy was because I was a preacher. Yeah, I needed to know how to write. I was doing people's funerals. I and right. here I am trying to put together words to express 
the grief of a family. Right. And I don't have the, I don't have the grasp on the language that I need. And so I go to wordsmithy and Aaron wrench ruins my life. And I end up a writer instead. Can you still sign up for wordsmithy? Bear, right now, if you wanted to? <laughs> Before August 1st. Okay. okay. Er, er, just er, want to make sure. Early registration. Where, where, where do you sign up at? NSA.edu. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, you were so, <laughs> so I, uh, brought to you by Wordsmithy. <laughs> um, they ain't so, paying us, but we need to check. Get a check. So, um, so in many ways, I mean, the, the sermon is an art form, right? The Absolutely. preaching is an art form. Absolutely. And what were, but what were they sent out with? I mean, they were sent out with a psalter. Their job was go teach the world to sing. They weren't just sent out. Um, you know, there, there is, um, an intellectual apologetic. I mean, I teach apologetics too. Sure. So I, I love apologetics. I, I love philosophy. There, there is an intellectual theological apologetic, but they were taught. They, they were sent out to draw the, the whole world up the mountain of the Lord and teach them to sing the song of Moses and the lamb. And that that's, that's their job. And so you can't do that without preaching the truth, but preaching the truth itself when separated from beauty, right. Uh, ceases to be something true it it seems like so sometimes what happens is you have this so there's this i mean big push like christian you know christianity in the arts yeah and it's like that's the thing and there's you know new grad programs and you know all kinds of stuff and it's like people starting conservatories in spokane washington is there a website for that (laughs) there is yeah theoaksconservatory.org there you go (laughs) there you go so but but i know i mean this has happened you know since i was i was a kid but it's like this idea of like okay christians are going to engage the arts and the arts are going to be this new powerful tool used for the kingdom. And of course, again, I'm like, I'm sympathetic. Like let's take dominion of everything. I think there's this tendency sometimes though, where it's like, okay, I'm going to write this like really cool esoteric poem and it's going to give off vibes <laughs> that then make people like, Hmm, <laughs> right. oh, uh, maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I don't know, like go to a church sometime or, or, you know, or you need a djembe right or, now. Or I'm going to make a, I'm going hey, to make a movie. And you know, like, oh, hey, you watch know, it, brother. And and you know, and it's going to be this, you know, I don't know, something. Uh, Game of Jones. <laughs> you know, and and if you like, and if you do deep analysis on it, you'll find that there's a chiastic structure to it. And at yeah. the center of the chiasm, there's this fleeting moment where this, you know, woman, I don't know, fingers a a, a, a crucifix on her neck, right? And it's be like, whoa, you know. I, I maybe maybe there's something to this Jesus. I mean, of course, it's full of you know sex scenes and gruce, you know gratuitous violence and stuff like that. But at the center of the movie is this like you know little snap, you know brief shot of a yeah, of yeah. a crucifix. So you know, look, it's drawing people to Jesus. And I, but I'm, I've grown increasingly, if you can't tell, <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what the word is, suspicious. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, there's like a lot of naivete, right? But, and but, but and, that's because we we send our kids to learn art in Babylon. Oh, 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 stop. <laughs> stop. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Preach, right. preach. So we let them set the standards. Right, right. So and, like Quentin Tarantino. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Saint Tarantino. Watch your mouth. That's right. Bishop. Well, that, that, that's, but that's only because we all know that Dante puts the saints or puts, uh, puts uh, people like Tarantino in hell. So, um, so we can call him Bishop Tarantino. <laughs> Bishop. As long as we remember that Bishop Bishop end of Tartarus, <laughs> Bishops, Bishops end up in hell. hell. Wow. Uh, uh, Dante, yeah, uh, according to Dante. Yeah. Um, but but I do think that that the the church has ceased to consider itself a patron of the arts. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the reason that 
the the word. <laughs> now, now, hold on. Hallelujah. Now, now, hold on. Hold on one second. I, I would say yes and no because I know a lot of churches that actually have an artistic director. But it's gay. And um, what'd you say? Or 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 excuse me. What'd you shout say? out to Tim or Bailey. The Tim Bailey Malakoy situation. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, um, I, yeah, I just mean that it's just like I'm, I'm saying. Actually, Bible believing even like those churches. Like I said, it's gay. It's it's like those those even three guys prancing or Presbyterian church. prancing on the stage. It's Tim absolutely. Keller. Yeah, during the. During the offertory at, on, at Redeemer downtown. That's art. My, but my point, my point is, I'm agreeing with you guys. I feel like I just like all of a sudden. <laughs> you watch it, bro. I'm ready to end your wrong. Tony got me ready to fight right now, boy. So what? Why, <laughs> why are you defending Kelly? Why are you defending Malakoy? <laughs> so, Go ahead and say it. So uh, I agree with Jason in one sense. It's like we've kind of abandoned the arts. But in the other sense, we've like picked up this Malakoy effeminate director of the arts in our churches. But that's where, because we're still doing Babylon. Babylon. Where, yeah, where the pastor's doing the sermon and then in the background they're doing a painting of the sermon while the past you know it's like right <laughs> which which, which. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, it, but there's there's two things about that one is um you know if they are moving towards the truth the art will get better right so sure, the, so there sure. might be a case where that's so that's, pastoral, pastoral. <laughs> where they where they they look at it and they and and we we look at it and we say oh you're not there yet yeah um and but their way of doing it is better than our way of not doing it you yeah. know because they're moving in the right direction so there might be some of that there might just be ignorance about it right yeah. you you yeah. don't know but that's but um I mean, we don't the, know the tr- what's beautiful anymore yeah that, that's that's true we don't know what's beautiful and part of that is because our preaching our preaching is not true enough. Ooh, I mean, it's true. so we, we don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I've been in the Bay Area a long time. I forgot how to use some of the harsher words. Sorry, I'm a preacher. But this is, I mean, if we can't define that pink hair is, is not beautiful, you right. know, then how are we going to define any other form of art? You know, we, we've given up on what beauty is. Right. And then we consume, we assume that there's no objective standard for beauty also. Is I think that's exactly too. right. Talk. I think well, that's exactly right. I, th- I think yeah. a lot of conservative Christians are, they're good about like, you know, objective truth. Right. When it comes, you know, objective standards when it comes to truth. Absolutely. But as soon as you're like, you know, that's ugly, they're like, whoa, who's to say? I like yeah. it. it really, I really like it. it. It's really meaningful to me. Yeah. Right. It, it moved me. Right. That's the standard now, beauty. Right. Right. That's Beauty's the standard. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder r- rather than, you know, what does God think of it? And if God doesn't think it's beautiful, then it's not. So just a, just a thought um, there. When we see the play that's run on our culture, the first thing that it seems like left our culture was truth. And then the second thing, that influences and changes our culture is beauty. I think goodness left first, but then truth followed on behind. Okay. But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I so, think, so talk about that. What do you mean? Goodness well, left first? Uh, well, the, the, here's, here is a good example. Um, you know, you've, you've got a, a freshman in college who is suddenly starting to doubt the faith. Right. And you try and talk apologetics with them. You try and talk all that. Uh, and then you, in the, but the more you get to know him, the more you get to realize the situation, the more you understand, actually, there's a cute girl uh, uh-huh. in the dorm next door, uh-huh. um, who likes him, but she's on the computer, but well, she might be on the computer. I'll let you finish. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Go ahead. The cute girl, um, dorm next door who likes him and he hasn't experienced that kind of you know, emotion, emotion before, yeah. um, he knows that if he stays a Christian, she's off limits. Mm. 
um, and all of the all of the fizzling truth is really actually a fizzling goodness. Um, oh. And I think broadly, culturally speaking, that's actually what's been going on. Is right. the, as the goodness went away, yeah. truth followed on. Interesting. Um, and and pretty soon we can't tell up or down when it comes to beauty. Yeah, you had you had men being unfaithful to their wives before they admitted that it was um okay to, or before yeah. they would say that it was okay to do that yeah. right uh-huh. and they would still say it wasn't a beautiful thing but they were still doing it yeah. goodness yeah. left first right yeah then they say it's wrong and then they say it's beautiful right more with jason father when we come back and cross politics i got some more questions for you let's see you're grinning we're gonna see if you're grinning when we get done right. <laughs> <laughs> more cross politics. this is my resting face <laughs> <laughs> This is Cy Timbrunke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I often run into professed Christians who say they have doubts about the existence of God. Now Romans 1 tells us that everyone has sufficient knowledge of God for their condemnation. When a person expresses doubts about the existence of God, they, for whatever reason, are engaging in truth suppression. If you're in that situation today, I'd like to offer you some encouragement. What does doubt presuppose? What is necessary to doubt anything? Well. First, you have to assume that there is such thing as truth, because you're doubting the truth of a claim. You also have to assume that there's such thing as logic, as you're using logic to formulate your doubts. You have to assume that your reasoning is at least somewhat reliable, as you're using it to examine the truth and logic of your doubts. You also have to assume uniformly in nature, that the present is like the past, or you would have zero basis for assuming anything that you believe yesterday applies today. Those are just some of the things you need to assume in order to doubt anything. Here's the thing, though. You can't justify any of them without God. Truth, logic, the reliability of one's reasoning, and the uniformity of nature cannot be made sense of in a world without God. So basically, in order to be able to doubt God, you need God. I don't know what has brought you into this season of doubt, but know that God works all things for the good of those who love Him, as Romans 8.28 says. The answer to affliction is not doubt, it's trust in the God that you know for certain exists. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to CrossPolitik. With us in the studio today, Jason Farley. It's wearing off. He needs some more gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Beach Day. It's a poem written by Jason Farley. Waves at vision's edge. Wind pushes melodies. Harmonies pulled from the water by wet lunacy. Silver shallows sunk by mountains of midnight depth. Risen with the wind to touch sand-tinged toes. But my daughter only sees God, the tireless playmate. The only one enough alive to chase her till she tires. Oh man, Amen. That's, that's real. That's Amen. real. God, the tireless around. playmate. Yep. Right. It's like a uh, little Chesterton up in here, huh? Uh, 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 <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little plagiarism, huh? <laughs> hey, no. You know what? Speaking of which, I gotta so, say something about plagiarism. Amateur poets plagiarize. I know. I know. Expert poets steal. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a poet. 
Uh, but I am an amateur. I'm going to tell you right now, if anybody ever hears anything from me, I just want you to know so I don't ever get sued. I plagiarize everything oh. from everybody. I didn't stole. <laughs> I didn't never came up with nothing before. No, not this original. original. This not is original. Just, this is called learning, though. I don't, I don't, yeah, see, I think so. But then Driscoll gets hit, and I don't want to be a Mark Driscoll, but I'm knowing right away I do exactly what he does all the time. So if that's plagiarism, I'm done. So I just want y'all to know I plagiarize. Actually, that's, Shoot me. that's why we brought this up. Yeah, okay, good. So <laughs> This is actually an intervention. Yeah. I just I know I do it. It's okay. So so you have you have a question for Jason. For Jason. No, I, I you know, one of the things I look at you're right in one sense when it comes to churches, they're trying to find art because they're realizing that or, or should I say Christians, not just the church, but Christians in general, not just a church, but Christians in general are trying to find art again because they're finding out that's really the most persuasive form of communication. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about how the homosexual community has start pushing uh, in the art form homosexuality being normal, common. Everybody get used to it. Beautiful, it's gay. Even. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's needed right. because we don't have humor without it. We don't have good dressing men without it. We don't have people who's willing to be the shoulder you can cry on without them. So we need gay people, and we've been missing that our whole life. That's right. what's been, you know, pushed through the sitcoms. And so I thought that was a very interesting observation. In order to get Obergefell where it is, it had to have years of this type of training and teaching. Right, sympathy. Right, right. and sympathy. S- sympathy and support. Through art, though, right? They're using yeah. the, the art form that God gave us, right? The way to communicate that God gave us, and they're using it to perpetuate a message that's anti-God. But, right. but this is also... T- kind of to the point. Is Are if, you Jason? If, no, no. I, I just wanted. I, I was talking to Jason. Yeah, yeah. But I oh. am jumping in on Guess this how because who cares? <laughs> yeah, Texas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. That's, that's a good question hey, for you, Jason. Let I'm me answer Texas. it. So, so then I said, um, <laughs> man. But but for let's see if I can remember my point now. Um, but for for tr- truth has to go first before that kind of play and reinterpretation goodness. of beauty can even work. Jason will say goodness. But go first. But actually, I I think you can start telling lies of beauty a long time before. I mean, you can still be saying right. true things, and but actually trying to but portraying lies Give me is beautiful. Give me an example of that. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The fruit. Christians the, 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 the being tree. entertained by homosexuals. Mm. Christians who think, well, you know, yeah, I don't agree with his lifestyle or whatever, but man, he's funny. Right. You know, that's mm. kind of cute. It's mm. it's and and so in their heads they got this like this like grid where they're like, yeah, that's not that's sin. Right, but uh, their but their heart is already drawn to it. They're still really watching good. Ellen every day. They're still day. laughing that's, at it, and, and they think helpful. it's beautiful. Yeah. And, but I, I think there's a difference though between saying you know watching Ellen every day and you know you watch Ellen, don't you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I don't. Two p.m. in the afternoon. I honestly, I gave you should know that. I don't, I don't watch too much. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch too much TV. And um, but but there there's a difference between saying um. There, there need not be any difference in my entertainment standards because I'm a Christian and, you know, um, meeting someone who's a homosexual who tells a funny joke and laughing at it. Right. You, you know, you sure it's not a, it's because it the it's except not, for one that I forced to turn on in my television. Right. That, said, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I mean yeah, is, sure. is there. It's not it's not that um, when we when we meet somebody who's not a Christian, you know, like, for example, I'm I play the drums. Hey, right, I, didn't, I didn't have, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't have, uh, I didn't have a uh, Christian progression instructor. In, instructor, I learned the drums from from non Christians, and they're. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I just, so your time is all messed up. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. but, <laughs> be, something happened. I learned the drums. <laughs> I, I learned the drums, <laughs> but it, but the but it's not. Um, 
but because they are made in the image of God, there are things right. that I can learn from them, things sure. I can learn about God sure. from them and all that. Um, so it doesn't have to become um, on that level that there's nothing that we can learn right. from unbelievers. It, what, but what it does have to, it, it is about how um, there, sometimes it's an interpretive grid issue, but sometimes it's just simply a loyalty issue right? where you think, Oh yeah, look, I mean, I got a, a neighbor who's homosexual and they're funny and I enjoy them and you know, we can right. but uh, so, so sit so, outside and talk over the fence and have a good time and I care about them and, right. and all that. Uh, but that's different than, than saying, you know, than turning off the, the filter, interpretive filter. And, the biblical analogy that yeah. church fathers used and have been, has been used a lot is plundering the Egyptians. Right. Sure. right. So, um, so God um, enriched the Egyptians and why? In order to give it to his people, Canaan too, right? Canaan right. too, right? Yeah, and so, right, right. and so that's so. There's nothing wrong with taking the gold f- from the Egyptians when God gives it to you. But I don't think that's what we're doing. But, but that, that's the no, that's no, my yeah. point, though. Is yeah. I'm saying like so. That's different than being discipled by the Egyptians. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and recognizes that recognizing that so God delivers Israel from Egypt, gives them all the this treasure, and they're supposed to go honor God and build a, a kingdom. Right, built, right. built. Yeah. You know, they're going to build the tabernacle. They're going to build the temple. They're going to use this these riches uh, to build the kingdom of God. Instead, they go out and they start building golden calves. Right. Yeah. But we find out at the end of Joshua, like this is two generations later. Joshua says, "Would you guys put away your gods wow. that you yeah. served in Egypt?" Right. Right. But that's two generations wow. later. What were they doing in Egypt? They were worshiping idols. What were they doing in the desert? Worshiping idols. What were they doing when they took the land? Worshiping idols. Joshua was like, "Quit it." Right, they're still worshiping idols, but so that's that goes back yeah. to the loyalty test. It does choose this day whom you will serve, and if you're going to serve the Lord, then God can Amen. give you, yeah. God will give you those treasures, and you can do good things with them. It's true, and at the same time, I suspect that the people into whom the Holy Spirit came to build the tabernacle learned their skills as slaves in Egypt, right? Building right. Egypt, of course. Right. So, but right. but that's the right. difference between being in exile and not being in exile, and, or being free. Right, and being free. Right, I th- being a slave I think, or being free. I think right now, the fact that all of our artists as Christians are where they are doing what they're doing right. is just evidence that we're in exile. We're enslaved. We're, we're enslaved. We're slave. Yeah. And, and so that, that what we need that's what right pink, now That's what is, pink care means. That was really good. Pink care means we're slaves. Yeah. Right? And, wait, wait. Re- restate that. We were talking. What we need is what? What we need is repentance. That's yeah. the way out of exile, mm. is repentance, and we need pulpits. <laughs> hey! <laughs> right. I had to. That was, yeah. That okay. was, yeah. But, but as a church, I, I, don't think, I don't think the answer is return to the arts. I think the answer is return, return to, to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Re- Return yeah. to Jesus, and as he restores us to who we were intended to be, we will discover we were intended right. to be artists. So right. there's so much, there's so much confusion Ooh, out there. Like, I, I, like, yeah. I, and I think the like reason why is because I think we have a, I think our, I think our, I think it's a loyalty issue. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's a, I think we, we deceive ourselves into thinking I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for Jesus. Right. But I think our loyalty is actually, um, to being cool, to being accepted, right. to being, mm-hmm. um, seen as, as legit. Um, is being seen as together in the in the world's eyes. I think we're, our loyalty is still to the world. Well, that's because right now, when it comes to art, they hold the keys to the kingdom. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so you're trying to get approval. But, so when we talk to, um, I can never remember his name, McCracken. Brent. Brent. <laughs> Bracken. Brent. 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 We always call him the wrong name. Brent, yeah. we're sorry. Yeah. We're so sorry. We love yeah. you, man. Um, when we talk to him about this, 
a year ago or whenever it was when we started this first time. Wow. Um, it was this, we had this discussion a little bit about the arts and um, and and I I was thinking then and I still think this that I think this is why. So when Daniel goes to Babylon, right? I'm just reading Daniel right now with my family actually, um, and um, and they go in there and he throws down right away. Right. He's yep, probably yep. a teenager. Right, Daniel is probably a teenager. He's probably yeah. sixteen or seventeen years old. Got hauled off to Babylon, yeah. right? And they're like, "Here's your food." And Daniel says, "Excuse me, I'm a Jew and I can't eat this food." Like he didn't come in all soft, like, "Oh, okay," and right. just throw it I mean, away. Like, and he, he lost a slave. He lost a slave. His, right. and you're he lost, for that. He, he yep. lost his family. He lost yep. his city. Yep. Um, you know all this stuff, and you can think, I mean, he could lose his life, and he's like, "Excuse me, I'm a Jew and I, I serve the God of Heaven, and I can't eat this food." And he he makes a deal with the the head of the slaves. He's living like a free man, even though he's a slave. Wow! Right? He's living like yeah. a free man, and that's the that's the story all through Daniel. Is he's in Babylon, and but but he serves God. Mm. He serves God in Babylon, yeah. and so he's able to make a difference in Babylon. But if he had gone in and said, "Well, you know, I don't know, I need to seek the peace of the city," <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, like, right, like so, I'm, I don't want to make, I don't want, I don't want, you know, I don't ruffle too many feathers, and I'll be real gentle about this, and just kind of go along to get yeah. along. Are you loyal to God like, or loyal to like, false peace? Right. But, all yeah. the rest of the Israelites apparently did, besides Daniel and his three friends, wow. and they will make absolutely no difference at all in Babylon. But they were the ones that actually were seeking the peace of the city, right? And they did it by serving God, right? By being loyal to loyal to God, loyal to God first and foremost, no right. matter what. And 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 that and that smack ran smack dab into bring that back around to all right, finish that up. Right. So 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 my point is is that if so, so we got to stop taking. I mean, you know, there's things we can learn from Babylon, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so there, that's true. Um, and so just like we can get treasure from Egypt, but our loyalty has to be to the God of heaven and we've got to go in. And I think that necessarily means that if somebody's going to engage with the arts, they're going to go in and you need to find the fight fast. Yeah. Find Amen. the fight fast Amen. because we think we say, no, I know I want to get in under there and I'm just going to kind of ease my way in. And then when finally one day down the road, I'll be like, guess what? I'm a Christian. Yeah, but and, you are, and you are so compromised by that point that yeah. you are worthless to the yeah. kingdom. But I don't think it's even find the fight. You just have to be aware there is one because sure. it's going to find you. Right. I right. mean, you don't well, have to go in saying, well, I just, you I, just have to say, I'm coming in understanding I'm going to fight that I'm going to have to fight. I right. wonder where it's going to be. Right. Yeah. But that's but, what I mean. Just find. Just but most of us, it's going to be fine. Exactly. I think what he means by fine too, and that I'm thinking of anyway, I don't want to interpret you the wrong way, right. but a lot I, of times. I do. <laughs> <laughs> How he feels. We're not thinking Christian enough about what we're doing. Like we're not bringing that to bear on the craft that we're in. Right. As Christians, we're like, you know, I think sometimes we shun it. Like we don't, or we hide away from it. Or I'm going to be where no, I can fit in. You know, yeah. Where it's I mean, like you, you know, walk into the place and your boss, you, it's the moment you find out he's a homosexual, right, right. What right. are you going to say? <laughs> right. Good thing I'm my yeah. own boss right no, now. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I get to hire people. I think you got to. I think you got to be. Re- oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm. Um, I serve Jesus. Right. Um. Hey, we're gonna go. I'll go get you know drunk tonight. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Right? I don't I don't do that. Right. Um. You know we're all we're all gonna go smoke a bowl in the back. Yeah. You know. Or, I, or your gay boss is doing a movie about a gay marriage. Yeah. Like oh yeah no or, I can't, or, I can't or, do that. Sorry. Ch- yeah. You know. Nothing. Can't do that. And be re- willing to lose your job there. Be Daniel. Right. Be Daniel. Be Daniel and his three friends. Yeah. Right. Right there. Where is it? It's not hard to find. Right. It's, it's not, not hard, hard to, to find. find. You just have to be aware that walk it's gonna in be the there. door and just be ready for it. Um. Yeah. I I mean I know one of the things I it was it was hard for me and I'm really, really grateful for it. But one of the things that my dad um, did with us just growing up and um, was, was just um, even was, was just Sunday honoring the Lord's day. Yep. That's right. And, um, and so like, um, and I know some families make slightly different calls on this, but nevertheless for our family, 
Um, we didn't do sports on Sundays. We didn't do organized sports. We could go out and play in the backyard, fine, but we just didn't do organized sports. And that was just that was just a deal. Because so I had to tell my coach, you know, if there's going to be a game on Sunday, I won't be there. Sorry. Um, and it was hard. And then when I, but then you know, I start getting jobs, and it's the same thing. I got to tell my my boss, you know, hey, I can't work Sundays. You know, I, you know, applying for work, I'm available one Monday through Saturday. Can't work Sundays. Um, and I know any, I mean, it's getting even harder and harder to even exist in a world like that now. And you know, maybe sometimes it's like, okay, I got to have you know nine to one off. So Not I'm if you're to, a Muslim, just, right? But but I think <laughs> but I think if Christians, right? But that's the thing is, it's like, you know what I mean? but they're, they're committed. compromising. They're, they're committed. They're, that's right. Yeah, right? right? They're committed. They're loyal. You don't get no bacon on this sandwich. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But I think Christians got to walk in and be like, okay, where are my non-negotiables? And, and, and they're going to, and if you're a Christian in this world, it's going to hit you. You're going to walk right into it and you can't duck. In, in the early church, the ones that couldn't make it to church on Sunday were the slaves. Right. So they had to, the church they had like night services. Right. They like made that. adjustments, yeah. but it was a sign of slavery. Right. But to the extent that you still have some freedom, you need to swing that freedom around. So, <laughs> okay. Right? Gonna, I, I want to bring in um, the Eugene Peterson thing in all this because i think it's all connected oh Ooh. yes um, i familiar so pastor eugene peterson author um, of author, the message yep author okay. of the message isn't author he already of, anathema off the message alone um no actually oh, well, not depends on who you ask <clears throat> are we okay um general evangelical <laughs> king or, uh, christendom is not anathema. he's ordained in the pcusa yeah many years pastor author of um christ plays in ten thousand places yes. the contemplative pastor yep. um yep. law obedience in a short a long obedience and a long, long obedience in the same direction. That's the one. There we go. How and long so, have you been reading Eugene? You've I'm, been re- I'm just telling you. This, okay. It's well known. If you're a yeah. pastor, you've heard right. about all these titles. Yeah, yeah. He writes about pastoring. Yeah. So Jonathan Merritt interviews him this last week. Right. And and as part of his interview, so he's so Eugene Peterson's retired. He's kind of leaving public he's life. 84, I think. He's 84. He's older, you know. Is he really? And so this is kind of a, re- a retirement interview. Per did you see the you know? interview with he did with Bono? Last year on the uh, Psalms, I didn't see that, no. yeah, they, they filmed this thing with Bono. You two, uh, lead singer, is a real big fan of Peterson. Okay, so they had this thing together. So it's, okay. it, it went it went around the the you know the internet. Right, yeah. right. You should have been there. Another reason and, I'm not on the internet. <laughs> and so, um, uh, as part of the interview, Jonathan Merritt asked him, you know, would you perform a same sex wedding? And and he said yes. Right. And the internet blew, blew up. up yesterday. Yep. My head just about blew up. Uh huh. And um and and so that that blew up and then the Crossway, next day, who's got some of his books said you know or mm-hmm. I don't know if they published them but they just carry them said that, you mm-hmm. know um we're gonna follow up with them and say if this is truly your 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 um, position we're gonna pull your pull books up. off our shelves. Crossway's yeah. gonna have a standard. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Do but, they do but, they sell the message? But, That's but, what we should find check out. This, check this. Okay, go on. Uh, okay, and so the next day Eugene Peterson made a retraction. Oh, said, he did. No, I take that back. But I, I would not do that. But it's a, it's like a. You have, do you have it? Do you have, oh, are you going to read it? Man, it's like a very convoluted retraction. I haven't yeah, heard of any I of don't this. Have it. It's, it's where um, cowards go to hide. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's convoluted. full of nuance. Yeah, it's nuance. nuance. Yeah, yeah. Do you have it? No, I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh, come on. But it, it was. Um, we'll just Google it. But, I mean, but he's yeah. yeah. Anyways, he, he basically says, you know, um, I, I didn't mean to say exactly what I say. He, he has this one line in there where he says, "I believe what the Bible says." Yes. About sexuality, what, you don't even know what the Bible says about sexuality. You yeah. wrote the message, right? Right. Well, and that's that's the point. So, <laughs> like a, on, a couple of people, um, I think it was uh, who was it? He Somebody, said, he said, I got it right here. He okay. said, on re- further reflection and prayer, I would like to retract that. Right. This so is that, an interview the day before. 
So when we're tracked to someone saying, no, I disagree with what I said. Now, so basically, so basically what happened was, okay, he has this interview. He says I'd perform a same sex wedding. And the next day he retracts it and says, I I actually, I'd like to take that back. Right. Now, but keep reading. He's a pastor. Right. But keep reading. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and then he says, um, uh, let me go down here. I got some Jeopardy music if you he, need it. He, yeah. But he basically goes on and it's like kind of hemming and hawing about like exactly like he says homosexuals would be welcome to the table with him. Okay. Uh, oh man, it's that look. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling the voices in my head to shut up right now. Okay. I'll say what you want to say. Okay. But, I'm, but like he's clearly very confused. Of course. Well, it, he wrote the message. Well, he's, he's 84, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. I'm right. not surprised he's confused. He right. wrote the message Bible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no one has been jumping out. <laughs> there was a little. There's a few reformed people that were upset about the message. Uh, but but hang know, on. Know, right, here, let me get to my point here and all this. Um, okay. That's so what's about. This is about the guy from a, Texas. It's about yeah, the guy from Texas. Right. Yeah. All right. To my point. Um, <laughs> if if I was going to hire an engineer. And and he said, "Oh yeah, your your house structure needs to be you know x amount of of you know square foot uh, to this to this weight and to this load right. yada yada yada." And then the next day he comes back and retracts that. You're fired, yeah. give yeah. give or take, but, but a few inches, yeah, hundred pounds got, or whatever. I got a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah but when, he's the author of the message. When you're when you're, <laughs> Yes, he is. He's the author of the message. Wouldn't would he have to be literate first? Yeah. Like, like, to hire an engineer to do it? He would have to, here's and the I'm thing. saying, Eugene's not even on that level. Mm. But yeah, and here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing. Far too many reformed pastors think he's literate. Yep. Far too many reformed pastors think that he gives mm-hmm. good advice to pastors for how to pastor. Yes. Okay. His books are on many of the lists. Yep. On. On on seminary classes. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the art that we're talking okay, about, right? It's the same thing. And everybody's known for a long time that, yeah, he comes from this liberal denomination. And he probably is kind of liberal in some ways, vaguely yeah. thinking. He writes the message and everybody's kind of like, eh. But everybody loves his books. Yeah, Russ uh, Moore wrote a blog post yesterday following up on it saying, should we still recommend all his books? Russ. And basically said yes. Wow. And, wow. and and the thing is is I I think it's um I think it's clear that he's very muddled. So oh, so yeah. muddled. Oh yeah. And and um you know there've been places in his books for years that I I mean and I don't I don't want to do this in a in a sort of see I told you so kind of thing cuz I I That's I okay if you were right it's okay I, you can I don't do I don't think I had I was even that clear on this. Right. But there've been things about his books that have always been weird to me. And, right. and I, but I've read them with some of my other pastor friends and, and there's things in there that are compelling and you can see why people are like, Hey, let's read another Peterson book. It's really encouraging or it really helps. But I, I think, I think born more it's, we, we need to be really clear that it's, it's, if you're taking pastor lessons from Eugene Peterson, um, you are, you are, you are learning how to not be a good pastor. Wow. You're, yeah. you're, you're learning how to be muddled and confused. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, he I, wrote the message. Right, right. <laughs> it's bad poetry. Is it bad poetry? I, I haven't read the message in years. <laughs> oh, oh, Jason Farley in studio on the Cross Politics hey. Studios. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Jason. Buy his book. Yeah. No one doubts a belly laugh. It's on Amazon and sign up for Wordsmith, y'all. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. <laughs>